It's another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The average car has over 30,000 parts. The Outlander has just one. Awesomeness. Get yours for just £249 per month, plus three years free servicing. Well, he actually said that even if you widened the doors, (laughs) you'd still never get a llama through there. (laughs) It's always a way. It does me every time, though. Um, So we we do actually start with a bit of a complaint. Um, uh, It's about balance again, Kev. Balance? Apparently we're not getting the balance right. You see, because what happened, this comes from Duke. Firstly, who the fuck calls herself Duke, unless you're a Rottweiler? Yeah. Who says, I noticed Collins and Co. I assume you're the Co, like Legs and Co. Co, because that sounds like the beginning of the word as well. Doesn't it? Well, that works for me. Indeed. Says, uh, I noticed the other week uh, that you had a pop at this man. I'm going on a march. I want Britain to be back British. And then last episode, you had a pop at this man. Of course, communication is a part of modern politics and it's important, and I'm not pretending it isn't. I don't think it's the most important thing. Bet you wouldn't do that to the Prime Minister, would you, Collins? Eh? Eh? This is the party of the mother We don't care about the mother suckers because this is the party of the mother Ian Collins wants a word. And we're back. Now, there's something different about you this week, and I can't quite figure out what it is. Yeah, it's that I'm not in the same building as you. That's what it is. I'm on location. Uh, that explains why the studio's so tidy. Yes. And smell-free as well. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no bargain buckets no. Uh, lurking around anywhere. However, we do still have questions. Yeah, questions and feedback via social media and... Uh, over some distance, because we're not going to say exactly where you are, but it's fair to say you're not here, no. and the reason you're on the other end of a, a line is because you're doing something very important, uh, and I feel like I've got all of these buttons to press in front of me, so anything could go wrong. I mean, I don't know what this button does, for example, or this one. Yeah, don't don't touch that one, and whatever you do, Kev, don't touch that one. What, you mean this one? 0345 Nonetheless, it's questions and feedback via social media uh, and so on from Bendy Bernie Fernando, drinker of Tango. <laughs> Bendy says, I'm moving to Bromley. Anything I should know? Uh, yes, don't. That's it, really. Uh, I was there, actually, just uh, last week. Really? Because obviously you used to live in Bromley, move from Bromley, and Bromley has, uh, it's got a bit of a reputation. It's got a reputation of being the kind of place you don't want to spend too long in. It's got a reputation of a bit of a chav town. It's got a reputation where crime is too high. It's got a reputation where even the dogs wear lipstick. It's got a reputation the bars have pigs on the top of their counters as air fresheners. It's got (laughs) all of that. And you know what? All quite right as well. All completely appropriate. So that's why you should avoid Bromley. But you'd go back in a heartbeat, wouldn't you, really? I mean, well, when I was there the other day, I thought, am I going to go back and get some nostalgic feelings of this is what Bromley once was? And ah, no, didn't get any of that. None at all? None whatsoever. A very strange place. I mean, I've been to Bromley, You've obviously. been to Bromley? A couple of times. It was okay. It was perfectly pleasant. We had a night out in Bromley. And we went to a, a, a pub that smelt of Labradors. <laughs> I think that's all of them, isn't it? Could you narrow it down a bit? That was just the landlord and the landlady. Um, from 
Bram, the fucked up Geordie. <laughs> Bram's back saying, why didn't you answer the box set question, you pair of tits? Oh, the box set question? Yeah. Have you noticed what they're doing now, that even a crock of shit is now sold as a big box set? Everything that ever became a series, even if it was one season, is now sold, and all those trailers between programmes, whether you're watching Watch or Dave or Scab TV, whatever the heck they're called. Scab TV, I like the sound of that a lot. New on Scab. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you're watching, there's always a big trailer for a, a series you've never, ever heard of. Yeah. Do you still buy box sets? Are you reliant on things like no, Netflix? No, I, I just kind of download it now. Legally? Yeah, of course legally. Of course, I yeah, can't, of course, I can't do it illegally. I can't, do, no. I can't have that crap on my system if I think it's been somehow uh, come from a nefarious source. All so right. it's got to come from a good place. <laughs> That's the reason I thought you were going to say it's against the, the moral fibre of the very core of my being which stops me from doing things that aren't legal in that respect. Nah. nah. Okay. So but there is always, you, you find, you know, the, 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 the voiceover tells you how good something's going to be you automatically assume that it must be a big production up there with Sopranos and uh, Breaking Bad and all, all, all the usual suspects. And when the fella says, White Swan Riders, available on Buckset now, you think, oh, White Swan Riders, that's got to be a great uh, series. And it isn't. I just made that up. <laughs> but it sounds like something you should... What, have you seen White Swan Riders? No, it's great. But there's a lot of stuff they're not bringing out, though. It's, there seems to be an awful lot of stuff that uh, from the, the annals of, like, 70s TV that people remember fondly. Like, I don't know, Follyfoot, for example. You don't yes. see Follyfoot on DVD as a box set. Someone no. Would, people would buy Follyfoot, surely. Yeah, of course they would. I'd like to hear all of those shows brought back. Coming soon, season one of The Cuckoo Waltz. Starring Diana Keene, Gareth Hunt, and that man from the Typhoo commercial. Is, is Mrs. Keene still with us then? I think she's in Doctors. Is she? I think so. Oh, they're all in Doctors now. Though. Everybody's in Doctors. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you, you, you pass through Doctors on your way somewhere else. You're, <laughs> you're passing by the BBCs. It's, have you got 20 minutes? You've been fancy doing an episode. I think Christopher Timothy's in Doctors. Is he? I think so. Oh, Christopher Timothy. I think he plays a vet. Uh, from Gorilla George. Uh, George says, did Ian ever get that swear jar coffin money bank? <gasps> I have one. I'll sell you for a fiver. I and looked it up. I looked it up and to, to try and buy one. And I, th there were loads there, but I don't really remember any of them being quite uh, the same thing as I remember as a kid. Right. They look like new versions of. Well, I mean, are you really going to get one from the 50s? Well, you you know there's a whole trade of making new kit look old and then distressing it, even down to burying bits of cardboard in soil yeah. so that it looks knackered right. and then packaging it. I'm not talking about Dodge Pop McDougal sitting at home doing this. I'm talking about an entire industry where they will make stuff look old and antique and, and vintage, whatever you want to call it. And in fact, it isn't. It's just brand new. But some thieving arse has made it look as if it came from the 30s or something. Still, you did promise us a coffin money bank swear jar for this episode. And thus far, we, we've been pretty good. There's been a couple of swear words. That would mean a couple of quid to the charity of our choosing, I'm guessing. We never really discussed what the money was going to do or where the money was going to go. Mm. Uh, so uh, we don't have it. And, of course, you're over there and I'm over here, meaning uh, that uh, the swear jar idea, brilliant though it is, seems to have fallen apart at the first hurdle. Oh, I lost the studio manager. Okay. Uh, Andrea, can we get a, uh, a swear jar? Said no. Uh, from Luke Smudger. Mr. Smudger. Is that lipstick? Sorry. 
Luke Smudger writes, Did you see that chat show King John Stewart has made a film? Why don't you two kings of the airwaves do <laughs> one too? Kings of the airwaves? Kings of the airwaves? Coming soon, the box set, Kings of the Airwaves. I very much prefer, you know, Queens of Cyberspace or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, we're online as opposed to... This is online as opposed to sort of... Yeah, but this is the kind of contemporary 21st century airwaves. I'd like to think so. This is how folk digest audio today. Is that like when people say, oh, I'll, I'll tape it? And they actually mean the Sky Plus. Yes, that's right. They don't we have s- that discussion about tape? Yeah, do you say yeah. tape? Do you say Sky Plus? Do you say record? People still do it. I think people still say tape. John Stewart has made a film, but isn't it? A, is it politically based? I think it is. Uh, I don't know what it is actually. I know he was in this country because the venerable Mike Hansen met him outside a pub. Uh, so, that's true. Which, which happens. But he was also on Andrew Marr's show on Sunday. Was he? Yes. Not Mike Hansen wasn't there. <laughs> right. Well. Hey there, Marty. <laughs> How you doing? Yes, he did make it. That was why John Oliver took over, wasn't it? Because John Stewart went off to make a film. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I don't know what the film's about. I mean, it could be a Carry On film for all I know. <laughs> carry On Obama. Maybe it is. Yeah. I'd like to see it either way. Uh, from Frank the Postman. Here comes Frank the Postman. <laughs> Hello, says Frank. Hello, Frank. Have either of you ever been arrested? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, held overnight in a cell or picked up by the cops for something you either did or didn't do? Not that no. I can remember. No. I did get questioned once, uh, but, but it was kind of on the scene when I was out for a beer back in Ballyhoo and my friend Simon decided it'd be quite funny as a cop car was going past to um, flick at the Vs. Uh, uh. And that was funny until the cop car... Uh, stopped and reversed <laughs> and said, do you think you're funny, son? Um, and, it, you know, it, it all went a bit Zed cars after that. But yeah, I, I, when I had what I thought at the time was a kind of Barry Sheen-esque, top-notch, supercharged motorbike, but in fact, what I was driving was a 50cc piece of shit, <laughs> the equivalent of a sewing machine. Yeah. When I was riding, I lost my L plate. But I had the L plate inside my uh, jacket pocket ready to affix back okay. to said bike when I stopped. And in the meantime, I got pulled over by a copper. And his name escapes me now, but for ages it stayed with me. And uh, he stopped me and he said, where's your L plate? I said, uh, it fell off and it's in here. And he said to me, you seem like a bit of a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I remember thinking, hang on, this is like the early 90s this isn't the 1960s (laughs) when you were meant to say that kind of stuff yeah yeah he kind of made it look as if i was going to go to pokey or something for years for the offense just and he swore at me again when i left officers of the law shouldn't be swearing though should they they're supposed to be upstanding citizens at all times you'd think so I think he just thought, here comes a naive tit on his sewing machine. And he was right, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, I had no argument on that <laughs> score. And he hasn't got his L plate, so I'll give him a bit of a hard time. We're crim-free on this podcast, yeah. which I think is nice. There's We're a, good lads. There's a couple of others I could point you to where, you know, it's... it's, uh, it's All like, manner of tomfoolery has gone on. Yeah, it's a, it's a ridiculous state of affairs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, from Melanie Sykes' arsehole. <laughs> I've seen Easter eggs in the shops. No, you haven't. Is this weird? Yes, of course it's weird, but you haven't. There are no Easter eggs in the shop. All you can see is cream eggs. 
Because they're around all year, aren't they? No, they aren't. Aren't they? No, cream eggs disappear. They, no, they, they don't. They, they're only out for like six months of the year. Or Is something. that serious? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Why would they do that? Uh, because to so people go, oh, I really miss cream eggs, and they come out, and then people buy like two of them, eat them, and say, oh, I'm never having yeah, but them like again. A hot cross bun, you can pretty much buy any time of the year. They are no longer Easter specific. No, no you can't. You would have to be. It would, you it would buy be... a hot cross bun any time, any day. I could go and buy one now. Go buy one then. In fact, as I look out of the window of this booth that I'm in, I'm next to a Sainsbury's Express thing. And what can I see winking at me? Mints. <laughs> Lots of mints. No, nip out now. Go and get your hot cross buns. It's fine. I'll wait. All right. said come back in March. Oh, well, there you go then. Billy, Billy, Billy the Massive Gooner writes, uh, if you had to go and see a musical, what would it be? I bet you two hate that kind of high culture. Mine would be Cabaret. <laughs> I think we mentioned this before. I'm not a fan of the musical at all. No. Um, because it's, it seems like arrant nonsense. Uh, I do not want to go and see a show. Oh, no. No show. <laughs> and they all saw the show at the end of the week. <laughs> they went along and saw the peak. They saw all the singers doing their stuff. And then they said, that's quite enough. And on it goes. <laughs> if you could say it in f***ing English, just say it. Don't sing it. Just say, did you see the show? Go, no. Soon it'll be Andrew Lloyd Webber pretending to shake your hand. Would you go and see Nicole Scherzlacer in Cats? Uh, is she in it? I missed that She's, story. Well, it's coming back for, uh, for Christmas. Right. Oh, good. I think it's down at the London Palladium. Obviously, what they have to do is go, how do we get bums on seats to see a musical that's 25 years old based on manky cats? Uh, we'll just get somebody... She's from the Pussycat Dolls, wasn't she? That's interesting. Well, that's why it's hilarious casting, you see. That's the sort I never of... even made that connection. Yeah. Although, I have... A, there's something wrong in my psyche uh, from when I was a kid, because for some reason, still now, when someone says cats... I got Cats uh, mixed up with another of Andrew Lloyd Webber's great musicals. So for some reason, I always picture Cats and everyone on the stage and Nicole's on the stage and everyone's on roller skates. <laughs> now that's Cats on roller skates, well, that's well, good. Starlight Express, so I obviously yeah. got confused by the two of them. But uh, the idea of roller skating Cats, I think, is a winner. I think that's good. Pussies on wheels, you could call it. Yes. Don't <laughs> write in, come on. Are you being served? Could do it in the 70s. We could certainly do it now. Maybe it would work even better, wouldn't it, really, if Lewis Hamilton who's Nicole's boyfriend, yeah. if he came along, because he is a pussy on wheels, isn't he? So, <laughs> already, so we've already got cast member number one in there. Bit of sporting humour there on Once a Word. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Esther, from Aaron, the L200 driver. Hey. Uh, would you like to borrow my L200 for your road trip? Which town in the UK would you most like to avoid? Which town would be like, most like to avoid? Yeah, apparently. Um, which town? Uh, where would you not go? Well, Margate's not very nice, is it? Well, Margate's going to be making a comeback. This is what they've been saying. They're building like a... Um, Dreamland. Sort of, which sounds like some sort of bad Soho porn vendor, doesn't it? Dreamland. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but they're doing... Um, you it's, two it's... boys want to come in for a night at Dreamland? You want, you want to see what we got in here? Quack, quack. Oops. Triple <laughs> 
Yeah. When I was a kid, Dreamland in Margate was the place to go, and Dreamland. Was, oh, it's actually there. there uh, it a... was. All, it was already there. Okay. And Dreamland. It was amazing because it, through the ears of a six or seven year old, the word Dreamland just sounded fantastic, and it was pretty old, and it had uh, things like uh, tubs and uh, a, a, an old rickety, which I think is protected. Um, listed a rickety roller coaster that went around the whole park then it was taken over by i think a dutch company it was called Bembom brothers which really doesn't get any better <laughs> does it really you want to come to Bembom brothers and they put in a thing called the looping star back to soho porn again back to it which was a kind of double ringed <laughs> stop it stop it at the back a double ring roller coaster and everybody got very excited about that because they thought it was rather good and then it closed down and it's been closed for about i don't know 20 years and now it's coming back they right. won't say when it opens but whether it's going to rival um, blackpool i mean people take the piss out of blackpool but it has got a pretty impressive uh, pleasure beach theme park so maybe Margate is where we should go for the road trip. Not avoid it, go to it. But I am a fan of British seaside towns. I don't mind British yeah. seaside towns. I have no issue at all with going somewhere which is a bit run down, which has an arcade with machines from, like, uh, the 80s and the 90s and the Penny Falls machines and the Candy Floss in a bag, not on a stick, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and, and greasy spoons and all that kind of thing. And a collection of people you can best describe as either being really old or looking like they should work in some sort of fun fair. I mean, that's a bit... Most seaside towns seem to attract these kind of people. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are there are certain... I think there's a tabooness about the seaside place, but that's the reason we should go there. All right, well, let's set that up. What's that? Yeah, it's on. Great. Uh, if you've got any questions you want to throw to us, uh, very simply, kev at com or ian at com. And they are back. Yes, these are those random acts of irrational annoyance. They might be tiny, minuscule, insignificant, but they are the kind of small moments in life that hurt your head. They do your nut in the tiny acts of human behaviour that send you into a zone of absolute bloody frustration. Random acts of irrational annoyance. Kev, have you got one? I have two. Um, Metro newspaper. Is that it? Well, it, it's actually not Metro's fault, in fairness. But in the, in, and I'm sure this is the same everywhere because Metro. It used to be a London morning free paper, and then suddenly it started branching out, and you can get it everywhere. So this may well apply everywhere. But what I want to know is who are the f***ing arseholes who think it's a good idea to just leave it at the top of an escalator when they've finished with it? So you're travelling into London, and it's like rush hour, for example, and there's a massive pile of unwanted. Metro newspapers. I never want to go to these people's houses. They yeah, must live like they? pigs. And there is a whole issue as well. If you ever get to watch one of those documentaries when they are dating the life of the tube, and they will, anyone that looks after the tube will tell you one of the biggest problems and the curses are free newspapers. Yeah. They blow up the tunnel, you know. Back to Soho. But yeah. the reality of the situation is, though, that also with these papers, they pose this massive health hazard purely for the reason that when you see people sitting there with their newspapers before they abandon them at the top of the escalators, if they don't do that, they'll leave it on the chair as they get up. Now, that's obviously messy. So someone else picks it up and starts leafing through and starts leafing through and they've been licking their fingers and, of course, to turn the pages. And then the next person's doing that. You want to talk about the yeah. Ebola virus spreading... There's a perfect way. Through a free newspaper on the tube. Correct. That's exactly what's going to happen. We are going to have zombified, flesh-eaten merchants skulking around the streets of the capital, diseased via the conduit of newsprint. And enough about Kelvin McKenzie. Hey! <laughs> 
the other one is, and this is also sort of transport related, and I, I don't quite get this, but people who... who and this is almost the definition of an irrational annoyance. But people who get onto the tube and they've still got their work ID, uh, the little plastic work ID with the picture, where they work and who they are, round their neck. Yes. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that because people really take it off when they get home. But irrationally, I find it really annoying because I'm like, why don't you put that in your bag, mate? We don't want to see where you work. I know what your name is now. I know what department you work in. And I also know that that picture looks nothing like you because it's at least 15 years old. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, here's well, here's a couple really. 3G and Wi-Fi. What in the name of Maureen Lipman and Bernard Cribbins <laughs> is going on in the world of communication? Has it ever been so difficult to connect to Wi-Fi or to get your 3G to work or just to get a basic connection to check an email? You can see the little wheel swirling away for what seems like an eternity. You, it says 3G. It's winking at you saying 3G. It says you're connected. You look at you, wait, you hang on. Then suddenly after about five minutes, it said there's no connection. Yeah. And then you put it into airplane mode and then you go back and you try again and then it says oh there's a free wi-fi it's called the cloud i think we've touched on this before the cloud it should just be called the bag of shit because it just <laughs> doesn't work what is it the cloud it's free of course it's free because you're giving away precisely nothing nobody ever downloaded anything from the free cloud anywhere so betwixt those two things, despite it being the 21st century, I think it's never been more difficult to download data, check an email, send a text, look at a tweet than it is today. I think you're right, yeah. And I'm sure it'll be better with like 4G and 5G and 6G. And the other thing is sheds. Went to order it, saw a shed. We need a little shed at the bottom of the garden, only right. a small one, three foot by three foot. Couldn't get any smaller as a shed, really. Just a lob and mower in there, a couple of spades and a hoe. That's all we would stop it. <laughs> yeah. That's all we wanted to do and saw a very simple one. wasn't expensive. Went to the, the, the place and said, oh, you got a small shed there? He went, yeah, that's, I said, we, that's what we want. I said, oh, just out of interest, how long would it, when would it, uh, you know, how long would it take? Because I was thinking it's, it's going to be longer than a week, probably, because they've got to get it delivered, maybe two weeks. January 2015. What? I said a quarter of a year. He went, yeah, well booked up, mate. I then said, when in January? He said, and he clicked away, he went third week. So actually it makes it almost four months. I said, for a shed? He went, we're very busy. I thought, well... For a shed, but You're probably... You work on the basis, surely, that you're always going to be busy. And if ever the time when you're not going to be busy, surely it's this time of year when it starts to rain and folk don't look for garden stuff in the same kind of way. This must be, in, in shed terms, I would have thought your quietest time of the year. He said, that's the way it is. And that's why some companies go by the wayside. That's why there is no proper entrepreneurial philosophy or ideology in this land because they can't deliver a shed inside a quarter of a year. I'm just surprised you're buying a shed in the first place. I mean, Every, what's, what's become of you, man? Every bloke should have it. Have you not got a shed? No. You freak. I've got a garage. This is from Mike in Croydon who says, uh, I'd like to nominate the man next door to me who every time I say good morning says, what's good about it? As if he's never said this before. This annoyed me so much that for the last year I've actually dropped the word good and I just say morning, but this doofus still replies, what's good about it? I've heard that before. Some people quite like the gag, even though it's not particularly funny. Uh, like cheer up at me never happened. Correct, it's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill in Scunthorpe says, "Random acts of rational noise. People who don't indicate coming off a motorway 
Because what we often talk about people who don't indicate coming off a roundabout. People who don't indicate coming off a motorway, they're driving in front of you, they slow down, and then slow down some more, and then slow down some more. You assume their engine must have gone bad. But no, they've slowed down because they want to turn off. They just didn't think it important enough to inform the other 550 cars behind them. Can't argue with that, really. I, I think it's actually getting worse. I think people are now getting very, very lazy with their, their indicators. Although yeah. I did see someone uh, a month or so ago who um, not only was being incredibly bad at indicating, <laughs> as in they didn't, but there was one time when they did use their indicator uh, and indicated left and then turned right. Oh, they love that. Which was just... That's a beauty. That's extraordinary. I don't see how you can possibly... If you're in command of a motor vehicle, I don't see how you can possibly make that mistake. Well, there is a big flashing light and often a little noise that accompanies that a particular piece of driving choreography. I mean, it's more pronounced at roundabouts. As we often said, that people stick the indicator on to go round it, and they go round, and they go round, and they've got the indicator on going round. It's on right, it's on right, it's on right, it's flashing right, and then they come off left. And you think, well, did that not feel weird, sitting behind the wheel, to do a left when your indicator is saying right? But yeah. for some reason, that seems to be uh, pretty much it. You know, it's lazy, Kev. Honestly, it's getting worse. We might have to mount some sort of campaign. I think we should. We need to stand on roundabouts in high-vis jackets saying, indicate left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Denzel in Washington says... Oh, come on. My roundabout for annoyance are people on trains with rucksacks. They should pay extra for that. We've been in this territory before, haven't we, as to why you can carry a rucksack on your back that's as big as a person. Mm. But if you carried a person on your back and tried to go through, they'd ask you for an extra fare. I don't have an issue so much with the rucksack. Uh, as long as they take it off before they get on. It's the people who wear it and then just stand there taking up a space, which I find very yes. worrying as, as yeah. individuals. Quite uncomfortable, isn't it, the rucksack? You've done a bit of backpacking. It's fine, you get used take to it. Take a suitcase. It, it, yeah, but it's a bit difficult to put a suitcase on the back of an elephant, you know. <laughs> what, what, you, you went on holiday on an elephant? Well, you try getting a plane like everybody else oh, can. It's much easier. Man. Paula in Glasgow says, uh, my random act of irrational annoyance is Frank Lampard. He's written a book, don't you know? Probably with his own crayons. She says, I think J.K. Rowling's job is safe. Yes, he's written a children's book. Scott on Twitter says, couples who split into two separate queues in supermarkets in order to save time and gain advantage. Do people do that? Uh, yes, they do, yeah. yeah. Because someone will stand with a trolley and someone else will stand in the queue and if one queue moves faster. That's cheating. It's terrible. You can't do that. Nominate your queue, like at the petrol station. That happens. See, there's another one right there, isn't it? The petrol station, when I've probably banged on about this before, when somebody leaves a 30-foot gap between them and all the cars in front of them because they've decided they will wait for which pump becomes available next. Now, in isolation, that makes sense. The fact that you have a hundred cars behind you don't make no sense. Oh, and usually spewing off onto the road as well, so they're holding up other traffic. Yeah. Jimbo the Great says, can I nominate Custard? I hate that sh**. <laughs> Fair dues. Darren Cousins, my random act of rational annoyance is the cost of a cup of coffee. I now spend about £50 a month on it. How did this happen? Coffee used to cost 30p a cup. What kind of wonk merchant added two <laughs> quid to it? And I'm only 31. It's very true, isn't it? If you, you went into a cafe, even in sort of the 90s, and said, can I have a coffee? Probably cost you 50p. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, someone's added two or even three quid to the coffee by making it, all right, a little tastier. That's fair dues, proper beans and stuff. 
Uh, whether they're the best beans, I'm not so sure. And but it's yeah, it's not the best milk, is it? No, it's but that long life stuff, I think. Yeah, but it's. I mean, you're right, and it's 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 about the beans, though, isn't it? It's about the beans, the quality of the beans. The beans are better than the instant stuff that you got before because now the beans have been yeah. shat out by a wombat and <laughs> scooped back up and put crowned in. And oh, look, do you want some yeah. wombat coffee? I mean, oh, that sounds good. I'll have that. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Whereas actually, the reality is, a terrible mm. cup of instant coffee is probably going to suit you just fine and have much the same effect. I think that's why. Starbucks don't pay much tax over here because actually what they're selling is <laughs> rather than actual beans. Other good coffee manufacturers are <laughs> available, available yeah. and they're not selling batch coffee. And neither are Starbucks, really. Never. No. Costa, all the way. <laughs> Jesse James says, I'd like to nominate Halloween. This isn't America, so quit with the scary stuff. Our idea of a scary night is a night in Bromley. Now we're back to Bromley again. <laughs> Not dressing up as a witch and stuff. Yeah, well, the Halloween thing is... They're, they're doing their best to make it take hold, but it ain't happening, is it? Unless you've got kids. Uh, my child is not even a year, but there is a pumpkin in our house. How did that happen, Kev? Have you carved it? Not yet. I have no intention oh, of carving uh, it. No, hang on. You said not yet, which means that there's somebody in the house who has a, an intention to wield a knife against this beast. I, yes, indeed. And it ain't going to be me. Right. You don't think that would be fun? I did one a couple of years ago. It's messy. But it's quite it? good fun, yeah. Although I had a very, uh, I had a very focused idea as to what I wanted the pumpkin to look like, uh, and I spent a long time at it, and I got the knife, and I even, I even bought proper pumpkin carving tools to do it, so I could actually get the pumpkin right carving <clears throat> tools. Yeah, so I could get the proper sort of groove and and make it look like I I wanted, I wanted uh, wanted it to look. And we were the only people in our street with that year, uh, or possibly ever, a pumpkin gandhi, which. <laughs> Which I have to tell you, did surprise some of the local kids. <laughs> Very progressive at number 36. Yeah, exactly. Very progressive. Uh, if you've got any random acts of irrational noise you want to send through to us, Kev at once a word, uh, com or Ian <laughs> at once a word dot com, um, and we'll try and get those onto the next one. Thank you. Next is something that's meant to be billed as rather special. I doubt that. So Mitsubishi Motors in the UK is celebrating 40 years in the UK. And here's something else to celebrate. The fab Mitsubishi L200 is now available with £2,000 off across the range. It's truly the ultimate pickup featuring super select four-wheel drive, meaning you can drive in two- or four-wheel drive on any terrain with great finance options also available. Visit your local dealer this weekend and experience the Mitsubishi L200, the ultimate workmate. Kev! Two weeks in a row, Mr. See, I'm, you're going to enjoy this, one hopes. Not since Linfold's Wood has there been such a savage expose of the frankly evil world of toys. Toys. But we're not talking the odd sharp edge or leaky etch-a-sketch. Rather, a peek into the past and some outrageous banned toys. It's time for the band list. Oh, I love this already, Kev. Andre! I know he's not here. Put your tissues down. He'll be back soon. It's fine. <laughs> oh, they weren't for that. All right, fair enough. Uh, music! Band! We start with the Yo-Yo Ball. Now, this sounds like the kind of thing you might want for Christmas if you're a kid, right? Yep. Yeah. This is from the early 2000s. It's both a ball and a yo-yo. Nice. This was such a great toy, it resulted in nearly 400 reports of near strangulation. Is that right? 17 cases of kids blacking out while using them. What about uh, that? And both Canada and the UK banned them outright 
because they were considered such a health hazard. That's incredible. That's kind of a soft start that to is, where we're going with yeah, this. That's kind of weird, isn't it? How about the Gilbert glass blowing set? Have you ever... <laughs> Kids, have you ever wanted to blow your own molten glass at home? It's actually existed. It's from the 1950s. No. The Gilbert glass blowing set from the mind of A.C. Gilbert. The instruction manual, and this is real, you can buy this, still, as like an, an antique retro item. The instruction manual shows how to heat the glass to 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit with no mention at all of any safety equipment in the manual. So that, that in itself, I, you'd think twice, wouldn't you, before, you know... A thousand degrees? Yeah, so you can blow your own glass at home. Yeah, you know. but I once... I, have you ever seen anybody glass blowing? Uh, yes, I have, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. It makes, you, it, yeah, it makes you want to have a go. It does make you want to have a go. You do realise if that went back... I mean, I just remember the kind of I used to have with a bazooka Joe, so <laughs> Lord knows what kind of caper I'd get into with that. Aquadots... Aquadots. Uh, this was a bead-based toy uh, from nice. 2007. These were recalled. Uh, there were about four million uh, packets of Aquadots, this toy, this bead sort of construction toy, because if swallowed, uh, they could cause mild euphoria, vomiting, or potentially a coma. <laughs> because Aquadots had a chemical uh, that when it metabolizes in the system, it turns into the drug GHB. Brilliant. So, that in itself... <laughs> It's quite extraordinary. That is stunning. But saving the best till last. We're back to A.C. Gilbert. You know the genius, uh, the visionary who invented your glass blowing set? Oh, yeah. He brings to you, and this is real, from the 1950s, the U-238 Atomic Energy Lab playset. <laughs> Make your own atom bomb. Kids, grab your supplied Geiger counter, fire up your electroscope, and spend your free time playing with what is included in the box... Three different types of uranium ore. Man alive. You get three booklets as well, because you do get a lot of instruction booklets. Uh, prospecting for uranium, the Gilbert Atomic Energy Manual. Stunning. And presumably a pamphlet called What to Do When Your Hair Falls Out <laughs> and You Start to Glow in the Dark. <laughs> it was available for one year before people pointed out, should we really let our kids play with nuclear material? So I love the fact that it was a year. It took somebody a year to question whether or not this was appropriate kit to give a kid. I, well, I mean, it's, it's all A.C. Gilbert. He seemed to come up with these incredible, uh, dangerous toys. Um, Who is this chancer? Well, I can only assume he's, he's long since passed on. Otherwise, today he'd be coming up with stuff like the Mini Hadron Collider set. <laughs> where, like, where kids, without doubt. Kids could destroy the universe from their own bedroom. <laughs> That's Amazing. Uh, that is it. Kev, we're out of time. We are? Yeah, we've got to do this. Credit stream. And there you go. That's it. Another beauty is in Lusac, Kev. I think that's how we can best describe what's just happened there. Yeah, and your luxurious studio's over the corner there. Uh, yeah, if only anywhere it was. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do, want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review, and, of course, subscribe. Android users can try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash once a word. Thanks to all of our guests, even though we didn't actually have any. But thank you to them all anyway. All can be followed on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at once a word. Kev, who did the in-show feature and sponsor music? Uh, that was the beautiful Kev McLeod in 
Competech.com. That's his website. Thank you to Andre Porsche and also Andrea Porchetta, who were <laughs> our uh, technical operators. Our intern this week was Shane from Boyzone. And, of course, we are back in a roundabout... Oh, thanks to Abdul's Coffee Shack, by the way, who doesn't sell batch coffee, but really nice coffee that we love. He does, and he delivers. Yeah, we're back in around about seven days, everybody. It could be LaDonna Harvey, it could be Will Ganu, it could be Alex Jones, it could be Howard Hughes. Who knows? We'll see you then. Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! It's another Ian Collins Once a Word Fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. The new car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at. Hey, I wonder what this button does.